Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the Malachi 2.16 episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. We're going to help you understand how to interact with the person who holds the man-made traditional views of what we covered in the What the Flock episode. I'm Jonathan Fries here with Joel Swakowski. Hi, Joel. Can you remind us of the verse from this episode? Yes, Malachi 2.16, the one that is oft used and abused from the more modern translations, says, for the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce. But does he? Well, assuming everybody listened to the earlier episode, the the What the Flock episode before this, we well, your question is, does God hate divorce? He might. That's not what this verse is talking about, though. <laughs> right? Nice. Plus, God hating something doesn't mean he despises it. And frankly, it doesn't even mean the thing's wrong. Uh, Putting away a, isn't wrong either. That's a great point. There's nothing the that way says, the priests oh. were using that institution, the priest, the way the priests were using putting away was wrong. Oh, interesting. But putting away is not wrong. Divorce isn't wrong. We immediately think something's wrong because God hates it. We need to understand that when God hates something, it means to love less. So, so it's not an, it's, yeah, it's not an, it's not an abomination. It's not a, you know, uh, like something that's unforgivable. It's not, It's not wrong. It's not even a sin. No. Just saying that he hates it. Yeah. Which, yeah. I love it less. If we have the right to, yeah. So, so does God hate divorce? I could argue he does. He loves it less than, than what? And now we're, we're introducing a comparative perspective here too. When you bring the word hate in, mm. you're saying, when you say love less, it immediately means you are comparing at least two things to each other. Mm. Loves it less than what? Than what? Does God hate divorce less than a profitable marriage? Yeah. I think I would so. imagine. Yeah. Does God hate divorce? Does he love divorce less than an abusive marriage? I would say no. And that's why I think divorce is accounted for in the law is it is a way, a, a way to be out of an unprofitable marriage, according to the law. So do I hate pizza more than cheeseburgers? Yes. <laughs> right. Because so you I hate love, pizza. I, uh, compared to burgers. Well, yeah. Yes, but yeah, that's, I there could is say an that implication I hate, that there's yeah, a that, comparison. Right, exactly. But to but so when so you, you hate it, when God says hate, the follow-up question that we should be finding out is to the, then what? In God? what context? Which I think immediately, okay. immediately why it's like this verse is gonna absolutely require us to get to the third step of the interpretation. Amazing. Because you need the context to know in what in what context is he loving something less? Loves putting away less than these priests staying with the wives of their youth. He'd prefer that. Nice. 
but the 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 issue is the the manner in which the priests were doing what they were doing and the effect of what they were doing is the issue yeah and the damage it was causing to these women but the the act of putting away in and of itself in and of itself isn't wrong the same mm. as divorce in and of itself isn't wrong if these two institutions aren't or these concepts aren't used correctly then it will be wrong just like with every with everything in god's word that's a right what if it's done for a wrong reason and if it's done out of order or mm -hmm. chaotically or destructively in the method in which it's done then it's right. going to be wrong so yeah amazing so we only it only took us three steps to clear this up yeah three steps now i would say it i mean understanding the difference between divorce and putting away mm -hmm. understanding each of those things at a deeper level also came, came into play but as far as interpreting strictly interpreting verse the right way we needed to know the original language step two that is this is putting away and then if you read the context those first 15 verses before malachi 2 16 it does show you that the issue that God is confronting through the prophet Malachi had to do with these priests putting away their, the wives of their youth, what women that if they wanted to end that marriage covenant the right way, they would have divorced these women and the women would have been given a bill of divorcement, which would have been the proof that they are part of the community, the greater community of Israel. And they would have been able to maintain that status and even become married again. The danger in these women being put away and the major abuse is now without that bill of divorcement, they're going to be signified and represented as, as strangers to Israel and likely not be married again. Hmm. Wow. And, and, then so, be, and that impacts be, the whole community. Yeah. It'd be sorely, sorely impacting the way that they can benefit the community. Yeah, I mean, make it make it personal. Think about that being, you know, your sister or a cousin or right. someone that you know that happening, and all of a sudden they're out of your family and you don't see them anymore. So what's interesting? Do you, see, do you see how the church has kind of flipped these two things? Mm -hmm. You get divorced in the church, and be and it's and it largely one of the biggest damages of this the, of this verse being interpreted the way it often is, is we immediately tribute attribute sin to people who have gotten divorced and then for some reason this is one of those sins that we also maybe not maybe not um by force but a lot of the behavior and attitude towards people who've been divorced in the church results in these people kind of being outcasts oh i call it you know i've i've called it with people before the scarlet d yeah yeah if you get divorced, you're, you have, you feel guilty. You're constantly having to explain why it's still okay for you to serve in the church. Yeah. Even though you're divorced. Right. Oftentimes what do you do? You quickly get remarried or you excuse the divorces. Oh, that was before I came and became a believer. But yeah. all of these explanations and rationalizations are not needed if we understand what God meant by these terms. And the right way to use them. Can you give us an overview of the 
damage done with this episode's verse? Yeah, the doctrines of divorce, putting away, and marriage are misunderstood to the point where people are staying in abusive marriages, being told they have no choice but to stay because divorce is a sin, or they're getting married without knowing it through consensual sexual intercourse and treating one of God's most important institutions flippantly. Oh, man, what a mess. Yeah, it's bad on both sides. Yikes. So how would you handle a person who holds to the man-made belief about this verse? Well, Jonathan, let's take a look. It really depends on what they believe about this verse. So let's go through some popular options. Number one, Apostle Tater helped us with this. Divorce is sin. If somebody believes that or states that to you, a question I would ask is, well, what about Deuteronomy 24? Hmm. Divorce is allowed according to the law. If we follow the law, is that a sin? Good questions to ask, right? Nice. And then you'll yeah. find out, to your point, Jonathan, at that moment, the person will show you, are they a contradiction rationalizer, a contradiction enabler, or a contradiction remover? Nice. We'll see that really with all of these. What we're trying to do is ask questions depending on the perspective the person has, and the response will be one of those three options. Then number two is, is simply a person saying God hates divorce. So here, where number one talks about person saying divorce is sin, number two is somebody just kind of quoting the verse from one of the more modern translations and saying God hates divorce. So here, the focus is more on God hating it which we kind of covered this in the overview. That doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. And a question I could ask that person is what does it mean when God hates something? Nice. Just simply that. Number three, a person could believe, and I've heard this before, and I think it might be the issue that a lot of scholars have as to why the translations are inaccurate and why the English translation gets in the way is they see divorce and putting away as the same thing. Mm. They both do remove a covenant, but they're both done differently right. and within a different context of a marriage covenant. A question, if somebody said divorce and putting away are the same thing, I would just simply ask them according to who? You or the Bible. And like this might be one of those moments where it's like, let's open the Bible and look. Number four, this now we're getting on to the side of uh, Pastor Rich, the more loose side. Yep. You know, Jonathan, marriage is different now than it was in the Old Testament. We shouldn't, you know, we're, the law has been fulfilled. We aren't under the law. Well, I could ask, well, did God's standard for marriage change? Ooh. It's like, yeah. Well, that's and, a good and, question. Yeah. So there's certain then, things yeah. that didn't change since the law. There, there right. are things that were before the law too. Right. The law was a the law was a context of time. It was. And, and I mean, we really want to get into it. I mean, this is the Music of Life Church podcast. I mean, all. what Abram and Sarai, their marriage eventually was against the law. Not while they live. Ooh. Yeah. 
because they because they half uh, yeah half, half, half siblings half siblings. So once the law was introduced, the relationship Abra if Abra Abram and Sarah Abraham and Sarah got married after the law was established, they wouldn't have been married according to the law, or it would have been against the law. So yeah, did God's so, so the we're talking dispensations now, and we're talking the the manner in which God reached the people changed. Right. That doesn't mean the principles in which he wanted us to live according to changed. Right. Really, what he was he was just he was just trying to he's trying to help us live out those principles in the right way, differently, depending on the the dispensation and marriage was always meant to serve the community as we've, as we learned in previous case, you know, he tells Adam and Eve be fruitful and multiply. That's not for them. That's for the community. That's to expand, right? Right. Replicate. Right. Discipleship. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Discipleship was in the garden. And then number five, Here's what I've heard, and this one breaks my heart because I know so many people have been hurt by this, but you need to stay in your marriage no matter what. It's a testimony to the lost. I've heard that taught. I've heard that I've heard that taught for ministries. I've I've heard that from books on marriage. You're in a bad marriage, you need to stick it out mm. as a testimony. And my my response to that is what about when a person's being abused? Mm. Or the marriage was proven to be unprofitable. And then really the big hammer question in this context is, or from this perspective would be, how is an abusive marriage a testimony to the lost? Great question. Finally, Joel, can you remind us once more what is the ultimate answer for this verse? The ultimate answer, Malachi 2.16 is not about divorce at all. We see this simply by looking to the original language in recognizing the different Hebrew word for putting away in divorce and looking to the context from the verses before Malachi 2.16. Verses 1 through 15 prove the priests that God was confronting were putting away the wives of their youth, wrongfully removing these women from their community. And really leading to the next relationships or sexual intercourse they had with the the next women they wanted to marry resulting in adultery. Yeah. It's not a covenant, right? Yeah. Because that covenant was still until they give a bill of divorcement to the wives of their youth, that marriage covenant is still intact. So again, listen to the sex before marriage and divorce episodes. If you'd like a deeper look at these doctrine. Amazing. So here's what the verse when read according to what we've learned today would sound like. So this is where we say, according to God's language. Yeah. Okay. According to like, we like to say the language of truth, the doctrine level. So how we read it in, in the new King James is for the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce, right? That's new King James, the truth speak level or God's language level of this verse would translate something to the effect of for the Lord God of Israel says that he has little love 
or less love when these priests set aside their believing spouse in order to give themselves to another woman. Because the effect of that is that the priests are committing adultery. Yeah. That's awesome. Clears a bunch of stuff up, doesn't it? it Yeah, it does. Well, thank you, Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know. We'll see you next time.